Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, Toronto Blue Jays on the scoreboard as Teoscar Hernandez gets a two-run, uh, looks like a two-run single, or a uh, go-ahead single, excuse me. So the Jays had tied it. Hernandez has broken the tie. So it's 2-1, bottom of the third inning. Jays, by the way, are in a wild-card spot. They're in the second wild-card spot, half a game behind Tampa Bay in the first wild-card spot. Technically tied with the Seattle Mariners or the Jays, but uh, they have a better winning percentage by like .001%. (laughs) So they're in the second wild-card spot. But uh, hanging in there, they've kind of turned things around a little bit, Uh, took three or four from the Yankees. The uh, news out of the Elks today, uh, not... uh, not great for Manny Arsenault. High ankle sprain on the six-game injured list. He was the second-leading receiver. Also, Tony Washington, neck injury. This one kind of surprised me a little bit. Looked like Tony was going to be all right after the game on Friday, but, of course, you give it a couple days, and you never know what can happen. So he has a neck injury. He's already out, uh, looks like, for Friday or Saturday's game against Ottawa. And Andrew Garnett looks like he will make his uh, debut with the Elks in CFL debut uh, out of Towson University, played uh, 45 games, started in 35, six foot five, 325 uh, pounds. David Beard back on the field today as a full participant. He missed the last game in COVID protocol. He is uh, free of that. Uh, Keyshawn Lucier South, who uh, left early last week in the uh, one of the two practices. It was the first day. It was a short week, remember. Uh, he left early with an ankle injury. He was back on the field today. And uh, Jalen Marshall, who was re-signed by the club today, brought back after being released after week one. And he hurt his knee, and he was on the sidelines. Also uh, noticed Adam Konar and Niles Morgan on the sidelines, but they were not listed as injured. So just getting a vet day, as uh, they, I would imagine they will play on Saturday against the Ottawa Red Blacks. So the Elks are three and seven. Red Blacks are one and eight. It's very hard to sweep back to backs, but the Elks with a great chance, uh, good opportunity, whatever you want to say. I don't want to disrespect the Red Blacks. No one should do that. Uh, But the Elks have a great opportunity to break a 12-game losing streak. And the Red Blacks will try and mess with that and add another loss, 13 in a row. And they're going to start Nick Arbuckle at quarterback. And talk about that and much more, uh, one of my favorite people. When I travel the road and when I go to Ottawa, love saying hello to Jeff Avery. And uh, I'm so happy to say hello to Jeff Avery again on the phone here tonight. Jeff, how you doing, my friend? Not too bad at all. Everything's out west. Yeah, we're good. Uh, it's hot here. It, it was hot out uh, in your neck of the woods when uh, Morley and I were out there. And, uh, yeah, it should be a nice uh, nice evening, about 23 degrees. Hopefully the thunderstorms stay away. And uh, we all like 5 o'clock starts as well. 
<laughs> Sweet. <laughs> no, and probably not the humidity we get back here in eastern Canada. <laughs> uh, n- no, but surprisingly, we have been more humid this summer than I think we've ever been before, but I don't think it, it's even close to what humidity you get out there east uh, in the eastern <laughs> part of the country. So um, we, you can attest to that for sure. Okay, Nick Arbuckle starts a quarterback. Are we surprised? Shouldn't be. Uh, you know, they've given uh, Caleb Evans uh, ample opportunity. He has had, you know, uh, moments, even streaks of uh, really good performance, played uh, very well uh, in the Toronto win, uh, has had, uh, as we saw in the first half, the Elks game here at uh, here in Ottawa, you know, again, some flashes, some great, uh, some illustrations of athletic ability running the ball, but just not the consistency. And uh, so, yeah, you, you've had the opportunity with uh, Nick Arbuckle to have him in camp for an extended period of time. Now he's obviously very comfortable with everything they're doing. And the only opportunity he has gotten uh, has been very late in games. And so you're talking about putting a quarterback in a position where he's trying to make things happen, sometimes forcing the ball. So I think it's, I think it is time to give him the opportunity to start a game from the get-go and just see what he can do. Uh, that's, uh, as I said, not surprising. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Uh, you know, and sadly, it's kind of like, why not as well? I mean, if, if, uh, I, you know, it's weird with Caleb Evans though, because he was, his first starter was against the Tiger Cats. He played pretty well, and it was a game they almost won. Um, yep. And then they come out the next week in Toronto and beat the Argos, what, 23 13. He was great in that game. And then all of a sudden, against the Calgary Stampeders, he's, he's passing for only 66 yards and he gets yanked for, for Nick Arbuckle. And, um, you know, and I remember his first start against the Elks and we had no idea last year who Caleb Evans was. I mean, you had a better idea than, than, than anyone else and uh, connected to the club, but, you know, he came out and, you know, he, he can move with his feet. He had a nice arm and he beat the Elks and, you know, and he had, you know, some success, but it, it's just amazing how, what surprises me, Jeff, is how Caleb Evans had a really good outing, two good outings, and he's fallen completely off the cliff. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's shocking is really when you look at the performance against the Stampeders. Uh, you know, that just horrendous. It was borderline unwatchable offensive football. And after seeing what he had done in Toronto, you know, first half played well second half played extremely well so you saw a guy building and as you said Mm -hmm. previous game played well again so you anticipate that you're going to at least get a positive you know support for that offense from that quarterback position but boy it was just the complete opposite and it's so you know sometimes certainly you see this with young quarterbacks it's not unusual it's not every young quarterback gets that that extreme inconsistency but Caleb is struggling with that right now so you've got to make a change I mean it's it's as you say why not and Nick Arbuckle he deserves the opportunity to get in there and see what he can go from what he can get done from the get-go Tell you, if anyone wants to write a book at the end of their their career, uh, I think Nick Arbuckle's book might be a, a pretty juicy one. I mean, wow! <laughs> <laughs> Lots of trips you know, across Canada in a very short period of time. 
Yes, and if people will, maybe people have forgotten because the pandemic did, you know, it did funny things to our memory. And of course, we didn't have uh, we didn't have a season. But if you remember correctly, this is actually technically Nick Arbuckle's second stint as a member yep. of the Ottawa Red <laughs> Absolutely. So now we get to see what he can do as a starter, and uh, this is a stylistic change. I mean, I we, I saw him here, and we saw him in Calgary, and you know he is not Caleb Evans. He is someone that's going to stand in the pocket and try and get his work done with his two feet uh, set and 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 fire. Yeah, he, he is that type of quarterback. He, I mean, he does have some mobility. He can get out of the way. He can get himself, you know, out of the pocket. But he is no question not Caleb Evans. Caleb Evans is an exceptional runner, can make people miss, obviously turns situations that look like they are at losses to very much positive yards. And he had a couple of great runs against the Elks last Friday. So, I mean, it's certainly two very different quarterbacks. But I'm not going to sell Nick too short. He can move a bit. But, you know, his strength yeah. is going to be, being able to read defenses and get the ball down the field. His one tendency is he, very similar to what Caleb does sometimes, is he sometimes tries to fit the ball into too small a window. And so mm -hmm. it's uh, that's something that is going to fall on his shoulders because this is, you know, very, it's a very thin line they're walking here. They can't be turning the ball over. And so Nick Arbuckle's got to be very careful when he's distributing that ball. Yeah, no question. Jeff Avery joins us, color analyst for uh, Red Blacks football on TSN 1200 in Ottawa. Joining us here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. Uh, the two teams will meet in the second half of the home-and-home home Saturday on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. 3.30 countdown to kickoff. 5 o'clock is the kickoff right here on uh, 630 Chet. So I thought it was a brilliant PR move. Not that it was necessarily planned this way, but hey, it, it doesn't hurt after you lose 30-12 to 12 to the next day say to your fan base the most electrifying playmaker in 2021 in the cfl is back in Devontae debman i thought that is brilliant <laughs> yeah we 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 knew about that while we were doing the game friday night and uh, they were holding off obviously just wanted to let the game play its way out and then wanted to make that announcement Devontae obviously went to the nfl with the miami dolphins and was released and his uh first recourse was to uh, contact the Red Blacks, wanted to get back up here and play some football, and they certainly you know, appreciate his return. After all, he was the most outstanding special teams player. It's not that, you know, we did have good production out of Terry Williams. Uh, yep. Not not a bad not a bad return guy at all. Uh, didn't take it to the house, didn't get the touchdowns, but when you bring Devon, a player like Devontae Dedman back, certainly you have to make room for him on the roster. So that is a big added weapon in the special teams game for the Red Blacks. But by the same token, Dave, you know, <laughs> what Edmonton did against Ottawa in the second half was, mm. you know, make some adjustments, come out and chew the secondary up like nobody's business. They moved the ball with three excellent drives, just throwing the ball downfield. And then what has happened since Friday, they've released Randall Evans, Probably their well, I don't think without question their best defensive back from last year, second on the team in total defensive plays. Sherrod uh, uh, Baltimore starting quarter, starting corner is not practicing, did not practice with a hamstring injury. Justin Howell starting free safety, having a great season, he as well did not practice today with a shoulder injury. So three of the five starting members of that secondary not going to be available probably in all likelihood come this Saturday's game against the Elks. So, yeah, great to have Devontae back. May, he'll make some things happen. I don't think there's any question about that. But, boy, that defensive secondary that got chewed so bad just got a whole lot worse.
Yeah, that is not good. That's a lot of change. I, I call the secondary the kind of like the offensive line of the uh, of the defense just because of the communication factor. Because I mean, that's the one area where you got to communicate well, or else you know you might you might have some trouble for sure. So absolutely, um, absolutely, Dave. Yeah, no question. So okay, Jeff. Now, Paul Apolise, I know there's a lot of people that like Paul Apolise. I think we all like Paul Apolise. I think we all understand that he's a good football mind. And he's had some success this week, not or, or this year, or his career, not as a head coach, unfortunately, although he did lead the Bombers to a, a Grey Cup appearance in 2011. We know what he can do as an offensive coordinator. Successful with the Riders, had success with the Bombers, and now as a head coach of the Red Blacks. Um, you know, I, I was talking to several people uh, before the game, you know, the day before, the day of, and people point to Bob Dice, the special teams coordinator. Look, look how well this unit plays for their for their coordinator. Mike Benavides, know very well. Love Mike. Um, his defense, very good. Offensive coordinator is Paul Apolise, and they don't seem to be getting much out of, out of the offense. And that's a problem when you're the head coach as well. So how much heat's on Paul Apolise? Oh, I think there's a huge amount of heat on Paul, uh, without question. Uh, and from the fans' perspective, and you hear it, you know, the, the response from the fans in the stands, you hear it when you talk to people, when they call in the radio shows, you know, there are people questioning his ability to call plays as it sees very conservative play calling in some instances, repetitive play calling, uh, not getting production out of the offense when – they did such a great job, you know, with Sean Burke bringing in so many free agents to change really the look of this offense from last year to this year. But the production is just not there. So, yeah, a huge amount of pressure on Paul. And it's it's a, I guess, a rather, quite a bit of a unique situation here where you have your head coach is obviously your offensive coordinator as well. Mm -hmm. And so replacing him creates a – a real problem because the coaches that are working on the offense are very young as far as experience in this league. And so if you do decide to change, make a change at the top, then you've got to make a change, obviously in the offensive coordinator position, the person calling the plays and who do you fall that responsibility to? So there's yeah. a big question there. And yes, I totally agree. Dave, two excellent people on the staff, both other coordinators though. So again, if you promote, you know, Bob or Nick, you promote them, up to a, to a head coaching position well their their coordinator position <laughs> becomes <Yep. laughs> then perhaps a little bit suspect or need help with so it's it, it's a big problem here right now yeah no question jeff avery joining us on uh, 6 30 chat inside sports the uh, colonel analyst for the red blacks on their uh, on tsn 1200 also a former member of the Ottawa Rough Riders back in 1976, won a great cup, all-star in 77-78, a receiver for seven seasons. You you played in Ottawa, you work in Ottawa, you do you call games with A.J. Jakubek. Um, Ottawa is back in the league. It's been back since 2014, and it was back previously under the Renegades, and then we all know what happened with the Rough Riders. But this current group, uh, every time I go back to Ottawa, and my first impression was 14, and things were just in its infancy you know you compare how it is now to then uh, it is it is remarkable but can you just speak to the growth and what OSEG has done to tap into a marketplace that the CFL badly needs to and wants to tap into and that is they have perhaps the youngest audience in the league 
Yeah, you know, a lot of it, uh, you know, has to do with the atmosphere that they are setting up at TD Place. And part of that, of course, was the the, re- the reconstruction of the south side stands to make it more of a socially friendly uh, atmosphere. It's uh, mm-hmm. an opportunity where people can come, obviously sit and watch the game, as many do, but also having the large concourse, the ring around both end zones, uh, the area in the west, in the uh, east end zone where they have a sort of a party zone. And so a lot of places where people can come, enjoy an evening out. TD Place has become a bit of a destination for people with all the redevelopment down at Lansdowne Park, the bars, the restaurants, etc. Obviously, the Rideau Canal, beautiful area. So people make it an evening or an afternoon to get down there, go enjoy some of the, some of the facilities, some of the restaurants, some of the bars, and take in a football game and quite often you see people standing around the concourse where they're you know just enjoying each other's company and there happens to be a football game going on in the back yep. <laughs> and and that has worked very well for them but it doesn't carry the day and you well know dave you know people if football fans come to see winning football yep. and when you lose 19 of 20 at home uh, and that that makes it very difficult from the business model but they have done a great job as i said developing uh, an atmosphere there where the youth come enjoy themselves take in some cfl football and this is going to continue uh, in the foreseeable future as they try and work their way through redeveloping the north side stands uh, getting that yeah. through the next city council which they got approval in the present council but of course it has to wait until the elections and deal with a new one where they replace that north side stand move the hockey rink down to the east end zone and create some condos in behind a and not as deep a north side stands it's going to create a situation where you have two years of temporary stands but again, it's pretty looking long-term, developing this to make it more of that fan-friendly experience as far as being in the stands. All right, Jeff, that's great perspective. And you know, every time I go to Ottawa, it's a, it's, it's a vibe for sure. And But like you said, winning is the most important aspect. Um, and it's hard to, and I know that for a fact, about a 12-game losing streak here at home at Commonwealth Stadium. It's been really tough to go to the park at some, you know, some days and uh, some games and see the results. There's been good games, close games, but uh, winning is the first step for sure. So uh, we'll see what happens on Saturday. Thanks for your time. Always appreciate it, Jeff. Jeff. Oh, great to talk to Dave. We'll see you out there at the Commonwealth Stadium. <laughs> Look forward to it. Look forward to it. Jeff Avery, uh, former Ottawa Rough Rider receiver, 1976 Great Cup champion and color analyst on Red Black's football coverage on TSN 1200. The Toronto Blue Jays explode in the top of the third. They score eight runs. And they lead 8-1 over the Boston Red Sox. They have moved to the bottom of the third inning. Wow, that is something else. Well, free play for kids used to be called free footy. Give kids a chance to play soccer for free. Well, this program has expanded. We're going to hear from Tim Adams, the founder and creator of what is now free play for kids. They're getting into the hockey realm as well. We'll hear about that in a moment. 